Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. Enjoy the new ProLine offer where you can earn up to $50 in parlay tokens right now until July 8th. Every wager of $20 or more on a combat sport on ProLine or Stadium Bets will earn you a $10 token to use on any sport. Tokens must be used on parlay of three or more picks and will expire July 31st. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. All right, this is like the seventh time I'm trying to start this intro. I'm just, whatever happens, happens. I'm going with it. If I mess up, I mess up. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Sports Podcast. Welcome back. I'm your host, Justin. I know I already said that. I already screwed up. There you go. Um, we're in the thick of it here. We're in summer, June 27th. Weather's great. I hate to bring up weather small talk. What are you going to do? That's why we go with, uh, that's, that's why we roll with these three months here in Halifax. June, July, August, September, October. Yeah, maybe not October, but whatever. We'll say October. But the rest of the months here, you know, it's rain, it's snow, it's wind, it's slush. It's all that nasty stuff. And we battle through that to be able to enjoy these months of, uh, of golf, baseball outside, all those outdoor sports, tennis, kayaking. You know, I'm not going to list all the outdoor sports, but you know what I'm trying to say. I'm having a great time right now. Um, also happy 30th birthday, excuse me, to Brody Power, a good buddy of mine. Brody and I played on the Halifax Max together, went to high school together, been uh, friends for a long time. So happy birthday, Brody. I love you, buddy. That one's for you. Uh, today on the High Button Podcast, this, I, I don't say this lightly, but Liam O'Brien is one of my more, you know, favorite repeating guests to have on the show. Liam O'Brien is a... Yeah, he's a basement guy. He was back uh, at my parents' place, so almost four years ago. Um, and he is, I think, two years younger than me, and we played in the same organization growing up, uh, the Halifax Hawks. He was just the other redhead. Um, and I remember Liam coming up and always essentially working for everything he got. I remember he went to the queue. I think he went to Ramuski, right? Actually, I got his DB up right now. Yeah, so he started out in Ramuski um, in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and played there for two years, then moving on to Rouen. And you just, you know, back home here, it's yeah, people talk, you know, word travels fast and you understand um, people's work ethic and you understand people's demeanor and you understand um, people's intention, I guess you could say. And I remember at a very early age, Liam's intention and, and, and goals were to play in the NHL. I, I remember when he came on the first time, I, he was in the A, I think he was playing for Hershey, and the podcast was over, and I brought up the potential fact of going to play in Europe. And before I even could bring the word Europe up, he shut me down and said, no, 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 I'm, I'm playing in the NHL one day. Even though he already had games played for Washington, he he, he was just a, a driven, focused individual back then I'm not saying he isn't now but I just remember that that early podcast you know those first two podcasts there was no doubt in his mind that he was going to make a career in the NHL fast forward four years later I don't know how many I don't know five years later I don't know time's flying he's uh he's a full-time NHL or signing a two signing a two-year contract with Arizona one-way one-way deal with the Arizona Coyotes uh yeah for two years so just thinking back to those times um in the parents' basement, having those conversations to where he is now. 
it's just cool to see things come uh, full circle. So the past year, uh, played for Arizona, 56 games played. I'm pretty sure that is the most consecutive games he's played in the NA. Yeah, it is. Last year, he played for Arizona as well, playing 39 games. But this year, yeah, 56, uh, 11 points, 114 penalty minutes. Glue guy. You need a guy like Liam on your team if you're going to be in the National Hockey League Uh Thrilled he's here. World traveler this guy is. I'm pretty sure he just got married. Uh, so he his, I think his wife is from uh, Czech Republic. So he's over in Europe. He's traveling. So to lock him down while he's here in Halifax, uh, I'm blessed to have him here in the studio. It's going to be a great episode. I hope you enjoy. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Mr. Liam O'Brien, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be back. Yeah, what's this? Is, I think this is the fourth, maybe third time you've been on the show. It might be the fourth, yeah. might you, be the fourth. You were in uh, my mom's basement, like way back. Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You were your first year Washington Hershey. That yeah. was the first time. Yeah, so I think 21 years old, 21. I well, think that was my first time, 21. I was doing the math, and you're going into your 10th year pro. Yeah, next year, yeah. Where does the time go? I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy man it's crazy like uh i was thinking about it the other day because i was out with some young guys and they're younger than my my two brothers right like these are like you know oh three oh four age group and i'm like oh my god like you know i'm getting i'm getting up there but still having fun it's weird to think about the nhl in today's sense compared to back when we were younger it feels like 28 is young in the nhl back then but now you're like you're a vet yeah no for sure i i think uh especially on our team we got a young team so um i'm definitely one of like the i wouldn't say older guys no i don't really no I no no i guess i just don't act my age but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i guess like kind of like a veteran guy who's kind of been around a little while man how much fun is hockey it's, how much fun is it uh, it's so much fun Especially it, when you're in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Me and dudes were talking right before you got here. We're like, man, I'm, we, we're addicted. We love coming home, sitting on the couch after a long day and going, man, the game's on. You know, these two teams are playing. We love people talking about hockey. And the fact that you get to play in the NHL, do you still have a, the kid mentality to of hockey? Just no, I get to play it? For sure. I mean, I think that's – I mean, I, I'm that kind of a guy, you know. I enjoy going to the rink. I enjoy being around the guys, joking around, um, you know, having those conversations in the dressing room, things like that, right? So, um, yeah, it's fun for me. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years have been a lot of fun, you know, just developing relationships on that team. And um, we got a lot of characters and stuff. So it's uh, it's been a good time. How do you enjoy uh, playing in the Arizona market? You hear so much about Arizona, and people always talk about the team, the city, what's going to happen. Do, does the do the guys in the room focus on that, or do they just go out and play hockey? No, I mean, I, you know, it's it's not really us. It's 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 uh, honestly, it's it's all ownership and things like that. Like the, it's those that's who is kind of in charge of all of those decisions and and what's going on. Um, as players, obviously you see it online and stuff, you know, you can't miss it. It's all over the place. Um, but it's such a great place to live and a great place to play, uh, because of the people we have one and two, obviously, you know, it's, it's like nice every day. So it's like, it's sunny every day. You know, you're wearing shorts, flip flops to the rink. Um, 
it's pretty easy to smile. So, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, the, the guys who play there, you know, obviously it was disappointing when the rink, you know, didn't, didn't go through. Um, but you know, everyone's like talking about like, Oh, you guys are moving. You guys are moving. Like, I don't think we're moving anywhere. So, um, we're definitely there next year, of course. And then, uh, from there we'll see, but I'm, I, I don't think the team's going anywhere. The economy in Arizona or in Phoenix in general, Scottsdale, um, is just booming. Like everybody's moving there from California, from, from other places, uh, across the U S. So it's, it's a matter of time before it, it has success. Just need the rink. That's fair. I, I looking from the outside in, Mullet Arena looks like a party. It looks like a fun environment. The, the the everything looks great about it. Obviously, it's not an NHL rink, but for the time being, it looks like a fun time. Do you enjoy playing in that crowd, or or do you're a little bitter about it? No, like no no bitterness at all. I mean, we had a winning record in there, so it was fun. You know, we were winning a lot of games there. Um, at first, you know, I think it was tough because we didn't have a room. That was the tough part. We didn't have a room because uh, they were it, the logistics and everything were being figured up, figured out, and everything was being built. So we weren't able to get in there. So I think the first, I think we only had maybe three games at home, and then after that, everything was great. You know, we had like they they built us a, a room, and it's it's nice, and um, even the visiting room is nice. So um, yeah, it's uh, the first three games were tough. After that, it was like it was unreal. So. No, I, I, it's a small barn. Everybody's on top of you. I always say, like, to people, if you want to go watch the best players in the world play hockey and you're going to pay that much money to go watch them play, you might as well take a trip to Arizona and watch them play a mullet. Because, you know, I was I was injured. I broke my hand this year, so I was out for about, you know, a third of the year. And I watched a lot of hockey. And normally I'll go on the road and I'll sit up in the press box and you're looking down and it's like watching, you know, ants run around. But, um, you know, in mullet, like I was right on top of it. And I actually enjoyed watching the hockey. Like I genuinely enjoyed like going to the games and watching hockey because you could see everything. You could hear everything. Like my wife's listening to the things I'm saying out there and she's like, this guy's a psychopath, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that's what I tell people all the time. Like, yeah, it's a small rank, you know, when it comes to the – you know, revenue for the league, you know, it's, it's not a good thing, but, um, as a fan, from a fan perspective, I really don't think there's a better experience other than Vegas. Vegas is, Vegas is one of the coolest rinks in the league. That's what Morgan Barron said too. He said going in there for the playoffs was brutal. It's tough. He said it's, it's electric, uh, warmups. You, you can't talk, you can't hear a thing. It's so loud in there. Um, during the game, the fans are nuts. Um, and I think, you know, Vegas is that, that kind of a city where it's kind of like the party rah, rah and Arizona's kind of got the similar vibe, right? So I wouldn't say it's as crazy as Vegas, but you could definitely have that kind of a vibe at hockey games. If they were able to get the stadium, you know, it, well, you look at the waste management open. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You just translate that over into hockey pretty much. And it's definitely doable. You look at these markets like Florida and Carolina, like they struggled for a little while then they started winning. And now, you know, Carolina is selling out all the time. People in the parking lot, you know, tailgating, <laughs> tailgating for these games. Right. 
And then you look at Florida, right? Everybody's everybody's like that rinks in not even in Miami and they're doing really, really well. So um yeah, it just it's 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 an economy that they just need to get the right rank and I sincerely believe it would work. One hundred percent. Have you had any uh conversations at all with Shane Dome? Because he's the guy who would know that economy, that team better than anyone. Do you ever have a conversation with him? Yeah, donors around all the time. Is he? So, so yeah, he's in the... he was. He actually he he helped us. He coached us a little bit this year as well. Did so he? you you wouldn't know it. He he was eye in the sky, but he he ran the power play for probably half the season. I would say something around there. Um, yeah, donors awesome. He's around. He's around mainly at home. He doesn't he doesn't come on the road with us. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, he's he was part of the de- development staff. It's a huge loss for us, obviously, him going to Toronto. But you know, I can't wish him anything but the best of luck there. And he's just a a good man, good human being, um, someone who obviously had a great career, but um, has tons of sh- tons of stories. You know, he, he brings a lot uh, to the rink, um, brings a lot of uh, you know stories and just laughs. And and he's he's a good guy to have around. So Toronto's lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Can. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. They're lucky yeah. to have him. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to, it's tough for them right now. They got a lot of, <laughs> are you a, like, are you a, like, you know, Toronto and the market, dudes, close your ears for a minute here. But like, you know, do you guys hear like oh, is the he a Toronto guy? Yeah. He's a diehard. Yeah. So is Luke Ramey, my buddy <laughs> from here. Fan. What's that? I'm an Arizona fan. Oh, he's <laughs> But like going like you you hear about these markets in Canada and so much pressure and then you hear about a market like Arizona and you it must be fun to play there and these other markets where maybe the media is not like on the guys is that ever a conversation I know the NHL community is so small but when it comes to free agency and things like that do do guys talk about yeah, where to go I mean I don't think uh, I've never really experienced that m- type of a market like in Washington you know we had media around all the time Colorado like not really that much media but i was also there covid year so it was very different in arizona you know not really too much um so i've never really had gotten to experience that but from listening to guys who've played in those markets you know um it's kind of sad you know like i think some of the media stuff is it's scaring guys away because it's just too much you know like uh, to the point where guys are deleting their social media during playoffs because they just don't want to see it um, and I definitely think it, it has an impact on guys wanting to come back to a lot of these Canadian cities, American cities. Oh, American cities. Oh, do, sorry. You said guys to come back to American cities or guys to go to Canadian cities. Guys like, for example, a lot of the guys that play in these Canadian cities, they're, yeah. they're getting harped on every day yeah, and they want to go to American and cities. Well, they're not that they want to go to American cities. They just don't want to be harped on anymore. Okay. You know? Okay. Okay. Um, there's a couple NHL cities that I find aren't too bad. Like, like I don't think Calgary's too bad. Really? Um, doesn't seem like they're okay. too bad in, in media and stuff. But obviously, you know, Toronto media and um, I, I think Vancouver is pretty tough on the guys this year. Um, Montreal has always kind of been just the way Montreal is. But they don't seem to be too, too bad. But, I mean – it just sucks. Like, I, I feel bad for some of these guys because, like, you know, obviously Toronto, they have a great team. But at the end of the day, like, there's, like, 10, 12 teams in the NHL that are right there with them, right? Um, You know, it's not like basketball where you can just make a super team and you win every year. 
it's tough. Like it's hockey and it's not, you're not going to win every year. And I think if you're a fan and you expect your team to win every year, I think that's a little bit like, come on, come on guys. It's, it's, it's a tough sport to win in. Um, like look at Florida, like they just snuck in and they made it all the way to the final. Um, yeah, you know, there was, they, they played against Carolina. I watched two of the four games. Carolina should have probably won both the games that I watched, but they didn't, you know, Bobrovsky stood on his head. So it's just, that's what makes hockey awesome. That's what makes it beautiful. But I just think fans just need to understand like, Hey, your team's just not going to win every year. (laughs) There's going to come a time where Toronto wins. You know, I, I I do think they got a good thing going there. They've got some great players. Um, and, uh, yeah, I do think they'll win, but, it's just, it's not going to be every year. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. How would, they made steps. Like they made steps. They made strides this year. So, well, that's the thing. Like I know obviously you're in Arizona, but here in Canada, TSN sports, and it's all you hear. It's just, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs are bust. So it's just all we hear. And yeah, just to hear someone else's perspective that plays in a different market. It's cool to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think, it, you know what, like some guys are different too. Some guys, like they don't even pay attention to that stuff. I think it's really based off your personality. Um, so, uh, like, especially like how you deal with media and, and whatnot. And well, that was my next question towards yeah. you. It's, it seems like even going back to Hershey, Washington, Arizona, it seems like you're always a fan favorite. Do you, is that always a goal of yours in terms of your personality or is that just who you are and the people and fans just embrace you? I asked your it's, dad the same it's, question. It's, it's never been something where I'm like, Hey, I want to be the fan favorite. You know? Um, I just think for me being out in the community has always been an important thing for me. Why is that? Because, you know, these, these kids, you know, like I know from when I was a kid and I went to a Mooseheads game and one of those guys took 20 seconds to sign a stick for me or, you know, even give me a stick. Like that, that was like the, one of the best moments of my life, you know, at that point. Right. Yeah. And it's really not that hard. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just tiny things. Um, so I've just always known that it's i've learned from the guys that have given me those moments if you know what i mean fair enough um and i think hershey was kind of one of those towns where it's a huge hockey town and so we were always in the community always in the community uh hospital visits school visits um uh fan um sort of like fan get-togethers and whatnot and I think just from doing that all the time, I kind of grew to like love it and kind of be out there in the community and, and learn about like the people who supported me and support the team and whatnot. Um, because, you know, they, these people, they, they like you, like, especially in, uh, in Hershey, like you are like their escape, you know? So I think, uh, you know, to give them the opportunity to meet you and, and just know a little about you. It's it's yeah. it's not that difficult. A little effort for you and to them it means the world. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. It's a cool position to be in. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um I want to know about the dad's trip. We had uh, your old <laughs> man on and he had nothing but great things to say. He said you guys went to Nashville. You guys were where else did you go? Florida? So we did Nashville, Carolina. So he we flew him into uh in the to uh A Z and uh great outfit came to yeah yeah so they got us belt buckles hats um something else too i forget what it was but uh 
brought him to practice, brought him to, the, brought him to the practice facility. He came in. He was there with all the other dads, stuff like that. It was awesome. It was cool to see the dads interact too because, you know, there's some beauties. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, we, we went from there, jumped on the bird. So he got to jump on the bird with us. It was, a, it was the, the plane we always use. It's um, the nickname, the, t- the bird? The bird, yeah. <laughs> We've, and we took that, we went to Nashville, and we had a couple of days in Nashville, which were, were nice. You know, we had one night where, you know, we were responsible because we, we were playing, but, you know, we had some fun. And, uh, yeah, next night it was karaoke pretty much <laughs> <laughs> after the game. So it was fun, you know, and we uh, – I think we won both games. Oh, did you? Yeah, we won both games. Yeah, Let's go. Two good teams too. So especially Carolina, like we went in there and – it's honestly that's a really hard rink to play in, and uh, our goalie stood on our, on his head. But we had two wins, so we're like, "Hey, might want to keep the dads on this trip." Hundred percent coming. <laughs> Your dad said, and I'm, sure, was, and I'm sure majority of them would have kept going too. <laughs> yeah, Sean yeah, said that they were at a bar in Nashville, like right next. I forget the Tootsie's, maybe he said it was called Tootsie's. Yeah, until he yeah, said Tootsies. he was at the bar that night. The after after your game or before the game, I forget. And he said we were just all, a party. We were, we were, we were only we were only at Tootsie's. That That's whole, it. Yeah, we went to Tootsie's the first night, and then the second night uh, or after the game, we tried somewhere else, but it uh, it was okay. So we went back to Tootsie's. <laughs> and then there was these two brothers. I got them on Instagram. They're unreal, but they were uh, twins, and they were playing there, and they loved us. So we had a couple of boys even get up on the stage, a couple of dads on stage singing and stuff. It was awesome. Those trips, those trips, man. Like, think about, you know, we all know what hockey parents sacrifice. Like, such a cool thing for the organizations to do that. What a a treat for you guys and the dads. Yeah, I mean, that's been a dream of mine, too. Yeah. Right, like, to be able to bring my dad on a trip and, you know, everything he's done for me, right? Oh, and uh, so I guess it's my mom's turn next. We'll see. I don't know what the plan is for next year, but I'm guessing it'll probably be a, a mom's trip. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, so. Sorry, you're going to say no, something? No, no, go ahead. The, they always say, you know, there's no bad day in the NHL and you got to enjoy it. But there's also a big part that you have to stay disciplined and you have to keep working in order to stay there. Have you allowed yourself to have a, a little bit of a fun and enjoy it? Or are you still a more in that mindset of, okay, Liam, stay disciplined in order to be here? Well, I mean, I think both ways are dangerous, right? If you're too disciplined, that's dangerous. And then if you're too, you're having too much fun, <laughs> that's also dangerous, right? <laughs> so there's a balance to it, right? And it's just trying to teeter in that balance. Um, I would say that's how I live my life. Uh, I like to have fun, but I know that, you know, if I'm training the next morning, like, hey, no, I'm like, chilling getting some sleep right but it's um as i'm getting older too it's my body's changing um things like that so i'm definitely not doing what i was doing when i was 21 22 years old (laughs) i'm just not i can't you know and and i know that and that's just that's just awareness and um yeah so it's not to say that i won't like go to dinner with the boys and 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 like not have a glass of wine you know it's and you know tell stories and have fun and and whatnot but um yeah definitely you know i i i enjoy i would say going to the rink being in the nhl being around these guys more than you know that extra night out you know so i've i've learned that it's just not not worth it right um and uh being from halifax we don't say no very often 
I've had to learn how to say no, and uh, I'm still working on it. <laughs> well, you said yes coming here. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. But no, yeah. it's true. It's true. I remember back in the day when I I remember I brought up like Europe as a possibility before, and before I could even get the word Europe out, you said no, I'm playing in the NHL, and that was back in my mom's basement. And you just had that drive and that attention and those like horse blinders it looked like you had on. And you know, fast forward ten years later, you're here and you've done it you're in the nhl it's just kind of cool to see full circle that you, you accomplished the the dream i guess you could say yeah i mean for me i still have so much work to do, do that's, that's the way i think is like i've got so much work to do i got so much that i need to get better at i've got so much uh you know so many things that i want to improve on for next year and so every day for me is like all right how are we getting better yeah you know um you know, I don't think I wouldn't say that. I like uh, I sit back every now and then. I'm like, oh wow, and I enjoy being in the moment. But I never want to be like impressed with myself. I I always want to strive to be uh, the best player that I can be, um, and I want to bring as much as I can to the organization and, and to my teammates. Nice. Who's the hardest player to play against in the NHL that you've gone up against? In what in, not not fighting in just what, in what terms shutting I mean, for, shutting down down me, low below for, the hash marks for, for you he is a winger right so I would say some of the most difficult guys that we have to play against are defensemen because you're you're coming out at them and you're there's that one on one up high so it would have to be Kale McCarr he's got his hips are unbelievable skating's unbelievable he can lose you in a second so him or, or you got to Rome. play with him that's kind of nice and I got to play with him yeah, yeah so. I know, I know, yeah, I know, you know his tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still can't get him. Roman, Roman Yossi is also another guy. He's another guy. But I would say Kale's number one. Interesting. Let's, I, yeah. I, I, would, I wasn't expecting you to say defenseman. I was, I was expecting you to go well, I'm, someone I'm, down. I'm, I'm always forechecking, right? So I would just say my game, right? Like I'm always forechecking. And then when I'm playing the wing, you know, I'm making wall plays. D men are coming down on me. Yeah. And then, okay. and then, and then, you know, when the puck goes a little high, I got to, I'm, yeah, that's my one-on-one, or that's my Yeah, that's but if you're protecting play, right? the hash mark and the guys are cycling and there's a guy coming around, I'm like, okay, well, who's coming around that See, that, quick? Doesn't, that doesn't scare me. That I, doesn't scare I, you? I know I'm always in a good spot. It's 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 in hockey, like, I guess, at least in our system, I, I don't know. When, I, when I'm when i in that spot, I, I feel okay. Like, I, I don't know. Just that's our, our system is really good against that. Keep um, to the outside. It's when, you know, you have a guy's dynamic as Kale up top, and that's when he can, you know, put you in a blender. <laughs> so because when it's low to high i gotta go full speed at him and with him i don't feel comfortable going full speed there's other guys you know i could care less i'll go full speed but with him you gotta be in control of your skating so much because he's just so good at the just a little fake boom he's gone you know um and his hips on the blue line too right so if i'm trying to block a shot his hips are so good he explodes so well across the blue line um you know, being able to like get over and block that shot, he makes it pretty difficult on you too. So I would say he's, he's definitely the hardest guy and he's one of the best players in the league. In my opinion, I would say he's, he's the best defenseman in the league, 100%. Um, and he's a top three player in the league right now. Is it hard to not get, I don't want you to say starstruck, but is it hard not to go, okay, I'm playing against this guy today. Do you, you know, when we're sitting on the couch and we're going, Oh, nice. Liam's playing McDavid tonight. That's great. What's your mindset going into those games? Is it fuck him? I'm, I don't care who's playing. I don't care who's against me. What's your mindset? 
my mindset's the same with everybody. I, it doesn't matter. I, I, when I get on the ice, I, I'm like, it's, I wouldn't say it's like an alter ego, but I just kind of, I'm like, I don't give, give okay. a shit who you are, yeah. you know? Um, you could be my best friend. You could be, you know, I'm here to win. So um, I just kind of get into that mindset. And, um, you know, for me, it's war, you know? Um, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. Hardest rink to go and play in? Hardest rink to go and play in is probably Vegas. Yeah, Stuck Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Um, it's just so loud. <laughs> it's uh, It's just so loud in there. Uh, it's it's uh, Vegas or Carolina now. Carolina is a tough rink to go into and win. I find. I wouldn't I've, have I've, I've only played maybe four or five games there. Four games there. Four games. But it's um, it's a tough rink to go in and, and play in. I find. Dude, this is the the longest year you've played the the most games in the NHL. So in terms of travel, how did you find that in maintaining your body? Is Arizona a good team for travel or not so much? Yeah, our divi- our divisions. I think it's kind of like anybody else. Yeah, I mean we. I can't complain about travel. Like we stay in the nicest hotels. We, you know, we fly, you know, on, on chartered planes with whatever food you want. We got, you know, we got full time nutritionists. We got everything. Like it's just there's no there's no like excuses. Um, I've you know I played in Rwanda, you know, so <laughs> like it's for me it's it's whatever. The travels doesn't bother me. It's never bothered me. I can sleep pretty much anywhere. So okay, good stuff. Yeah. Um, Clayton Keller. Special player, stud. Oh yeah, stud. stud. That's a that's stud. a compliment. Stud. He's uh, yeah. He's just uh, he's gonna just keep getting better. Um, in the last couple of years, you kind of see him evolve, but uh, he's just gonna keep getting better. Um, I would say he's probably the most underrated player in the NHL right now. Really? Yeah. What a statement. Yeah, I would say he's he's up there with you know Bark Barkov and and those guys. Wow, who don't get talked about, right? And a lot of it is because Arizona is just not a a big hockey market, right? So you just don't hear those guys hear about those guys as much. And uh, but some of the stuff he's been doing and and he's he's carried us to wins. Him and you know Schmaltzy and you know Baird Hayton really turned it on in the second half. So. Those three, you know, have, have been been huge for our team. Um, they they play a completely different system than everybody else. Like they, they go out there and they're like the globe trotters. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Like they they they're so good at they have so much chemistry and they're so especially him and Schmaltz. They go out there and they're they're able to find each other on seams and they're, um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch, especially. Not from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> At least you admit it. That's yeah. good. Did the yeah. boys chirp Dylan Gunther? Gunth? What's his last name? Gunther? Gunther? Did they chirp him when he came to your team after the World Juniors because he didn't celebrate when he got the gold-winning goal? <laughs> Did anyone? No, nobody was really chirping him. We were all so happy for him, right? Uh, he's a, he's a, he's another really good player. He's a great kid, too. Um, and... Uh, no, nobody was really chirping. I think we we were giving it to him a little bit because we we're like, "Come on, Gunner! Like you scored you know, G Dub! Like come on! Like let's, let's show me some emotion." But he's just kind of that's just the way he's, he's a very humble kid, um, and uh, but he loves to score goals. He can score goals. Oh my goal! Well, yeah. The biggest goal we yeah. saw like after the World Juniors, he flew to Arizona and then he played Pittsburgh the first game, right after. So he go World Juniors gold medal, fly to Tempe. Play for you guys. Play against Sid. What a twenty-four hours that is. Forty-eight. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah, he loved it here. Like I asked him, I said, "How was Halifax? Like, how was it?" He was like, "Man, that that was crazy." He said the fans were nuts. 
he said the city was just on fire. He said he had so much fun. So I was happy to hear that. He said everybody was so nice to him and um doesn't surprise me, but yeah. I was I was happy to hear that, you know. Um being in the NHL, media everywhere, cameras, audio, the chirp against Timo. How'd you <laughs> feel about that after? You're like, oh, it's not my fault, it's hockey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we got yeah, Nash so Nash he's our our he works TV for us. So he's he's in between the benches especially at mullet and so i told him like i was like man you gotta start like covering up your mic because I, I i usually yap quite a bit i'm always yapping i'm always saying something you know and i'm like you gotta cover it up like because you know what i said to timo was like kind of pg compared to some of the other stuff i've said <laughs> not that anything's like gone over the line or you know would get me canceled or anything like that but um get me canceled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like I'm like, you got to start covering up your mic because I can tell, like, like I got hesitant on, like, saying things because I could, because then I could tell, like, he was, like, right there. And I'm like, okay, I can't say it, you know. But, uh, no, he's a, he's a great dude. So, he, we were just laughing about it. The boys were just kind of laughing about it. So, um, I honestly would have rathered that that didn't get out, but it is what it is, you know. Um, just part of it. It's the way it goes. He laughed, actually. Timo laughed. You don't see it in the video, but when I said it to him, he it sparked on me laughed you have to laugh yeah yeah anytime i've ever been like i'm sure you've been chirped a ton like you can't yeah. take anything serious or personal yeah no playing I, hockey i had a uh, i can't say it on the podcast but uh vince dunn he played in gatineau he chirped me one time when i was in hershey i can't i can't say it because it's it's too too much but um the whole bench just started roaring i was like you win you know <laughs> you, like, win. you win <laughs> there's some chirps out there that yeah. are good yeah, you just gotta yeah. let it. It is what it is. Yeah, it's exactly. a hockey. It's exactly. a blessing to be playing. Who cares? Yeah. Getting chirped. What is it? No bad day in the NHL. No bad days in the NHL. Rules. Best, uh, best job I ever had. Have you ever had another job? Um, I fenced a little bit there for a little bit. What else did I do? Fenced. Oh, fenced. Yeah. I mean, obviously hockey camps and stuff like that, but that doesn't really count. You know. Well, yeah. Well. No. Eh. I worked a lot of hockey schools growing up. Like every summer I was working hockey schools. Um I had a catering job, but I only did I only did it once. It's a huge joke in the family. It's like, yeah, Liam, the big caterer. I worked for a catering company one summer. I forget what it's called. It's a local catering company. Um and uh it was with my brother my brother and my sister, I think. Maybe maybe the whole family was doing it. They hired the whole family. <laughs> Sean's up there the lifting cakes. Yeah. yeah, all four of us. And uh, yeah, I did it one time next to the Civic at the. Uh, the yes, exactly. The what? The bingo hall. Or the bingo oh, hall. the bingo yep. hall. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, after that, no one ever, uh, never, never got brought back. Did any of that stuff like drive you? Like just to go? Ah, I can't be doing this. I don't know, every time and then, you know, not that I do this full time, but there's definitely experiences that I've done before that I'm like, man, I got to work harder at high button sports because I don't want to be doing this. Has there ever been like a... <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, I just, I, I've never had kind of that moment, I guess, but I just love what I'm doing. I think just like, I can't imagine doing anything else. So, mm. and uh, what drives me is, you know the love of going to the rink you um correct me if i'm wrong 
but in the summers you move around you train in other places you get on the ice in other places you'd marry your wife is from czech republic yeah what uh what is it about that the, that you like in the summers that you like you know moving and grooving and seeing other places is it because you're locked down in arizona all year and you want to see other cities what is it about moving around that that you like in the off season i you know i i love to learn from different people yeah you know i, I feel like um it's kind of helped me in my career. I'm always open to learning from, from people and, um, of different walks of life. Um, people who've, you know, even, you know, you know, played other sports professionally. Um, so yeah, I have, I've, I've got a guy in San Diego that I worked with for a long time. His name's Chris Mumford and he was a CFL guy. He was a football guy. Um, but he's kind of helped me, uh, help me move better, so to say. Um, that's kind of his thing is he's like a movement coach. So I've been working with him. I, I, I haven't been to San Diego as much, but I still incorporate, you know, a lot of his stuff into my warm up and into my daily training and stuff. So, uh, you know, he's been a big help for me. And then I have my, my guy, Chris from here, he's at push fitness and he's, uh, I've been working with him since I was, um, 17, 17 was the first year. So we've been together a long time know him really well and um it's been nice i wasn't able to get home last summer but it's been nice to get home see him be at the gym with him um and you know you, you can always learn from him as well and then in arizona obviously we have all our strength guy our strength staff and they're you know they're awesome they they've been great to me they've helped me in a lot of ways my deficiencies and whatnot so um yeah i just find you can it's it's nice to learn from different people. I feel like there's so much out there, but, um, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy traveling as well. Traveling's awesome. hundred percent. Yeah. The best part of pro hockey, I think, getting yeah. to see cool cities and do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife being from Czech, obviously, you know, I've just inherited, you know, a whole family over in Europe. So I thought you were going to say like a bunch of money. She's good. She's wealthy. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I enjoy being over there. Like I was just over there for, uh, a month and we went away on vacation while we were over there. We went to a little Island. It's called Mauritius. It's just off the coast of like Madagascar. So it's oh, considered sad. Africa, but it, it was uh, it was amazing, um, and uh, just learning about the culture there and things like that. Like I, I really enjoy that stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Like thinking about uh, I don't want to say like post career, but do you ever flirt with the idea after of what life looks like? I mean, pe- yeah, it's, people ask me that a lot. Like, hey, where are you gonna live or or whatnot? Um, you know, obviously, I like to play in North America as long as I can. My goal is to play in the NHL as long as I can, um, but. I know eventually there's going to come a time where, you know, I'm, I'm older, maybe a little slower. The game just keeps getting faster. Right. So, um, yeah, another dream of mine is to play in Europe, you know, and play in front of my, my wife's family. And, um, you know, obviously it would be nice, especially if we had kids, you know, just to, you know, have a couple little guys running around, little girls running around, um, you know, and, and, then be able to be around the grandparents a little bit and, and get to experience Europe and, and, and whatnot. But obviously, you know, Halifax is it's my home. You know, I'm never going to stop coming home. Um, and uh, so we'll see. I mean, post-hockey, it's just, 
it's tough to say, right? Like I, I could, I could get traded <laughs> tomorrow. Right. Um, you just never know where you're going to be. Um, which, you know, me and my wife and God love her. Like she, she, she never has a problem with, you know, moving somewhere or, or, or you know, joining a new team and, and things like that. So it's, uh, it's just part of it, part of the ride. But, um, yeah, I enjoy being in Europe and, you know, Prague's a great city and her hometown as well is a good little spot. So it's, uh, yeah. I played in the lacrosse tournament in Prague. It's unbelievable. People, city, transportation. There wasn't one part of it. The is price it, of is things. Is it in May? Is it in May? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when we were going there, there were people going there for the tournament. Rats I remember seeing in. all the lacrosse. There's all the lacrosse bags and then all the lacrosse sticks. They were all with my stick because I brought my gear over there and they're all with my sticks um in the oversize oh yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I was like oh they're all here for the lacrosse tournament because there's I, I've talked to a few guys who've done that who've gone over and played in that lacrosse tournament yeah there's a team from here called the privateers and it's the best guys get together and they go over they actually just won this past year and it's a it's a it's an unbelievable experience because it's just guys that go over that work nine to five jobs, but they're just good at lacrosse. And then they go over there. They're signing autographs for, for kids. The prices on food, on drink are great. So you're not worried about like penny pinching. It's just like a great experience in general. The trans it's clean transportation. Like I bring up transportation because no one has cars over there when you get there, not renting a vehicle, but there's trains every two seconds going to and from the hostel to the, to the rink. It's just it's great. Halifax could definitely take, you know, a page out of yes. that book when it comes to transportation. Yeah. I mean, just get like a little tram going. I know they used to have the tram here, but like that hill, like no one wants to walk up that hill. Like, come the, on. The you pro know? athlete. No one's walking up the hill. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, I'll do it, but I'll do it. But Arizona's flat, eh? It's very flat. Yeah. 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 Well, like they need to train from like Sackville to Halifax. Because when you talk about events going, sporting events going on downtown Halifax, one, you got parking to deal with. Two, you have the time. Like, you know, Sackville to Halifax, that's 25, almost 30 minutes. The tracks are there too. They just haven't, you know, I don't know what's going on and why they've never done that. But I feel like that would be, that would solve so many problems. And the city's growing rapidly. Like, it's crazy. I, you know, I can't even. It's a completely different city. Yeah, it must be it weird for you because you don't. You're whenever you come home, you just see big improvements rather than us every day just seeing little improvements. So that must be weird for you. Yeah, like I we had dinner down in that new little area. Uh, what's the hotel called there? That's oh, the cool. Sutton. No, not Sutton. Well, like there's that, but oh, that's the that steakhouse. Was, that was there. Um, right next to the metro. The one right on the waterfront. Oh, Muir. Muir? Yeah, that's 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 condos. Those are condos. Like, but that whole area, yeah, in that there whole, where yeah. all those restaurants are, like Bar Sophia and all that, like, like that doesn't even. You go there and you don't even feel like you're in Halifax. Yeah, like it's uh, Toronto feels like almost, but it's on the yeah. water. Uh, more like Vancouver. Like more yeah, like sure. Vancouver, honestly. But um, yeah, no, it's it's great. Um, it's good and bad because like Halifax is, we've always had like a very strong culture of, you know. You go to the bar and you pretty much know 50% of the people that are in there where it's just not like that anymore, right? But um, I don't know. It's It's got its ups and it's obviously its downs. But um, the city's, yeah, looks great, but just got to figure out the traffic. That's it. Parking. Yeah. There's park, a, there's, parking, yeah, parking. Well, it's just we're starting to have big city problems now. 
Yeah. You know, that's basically what we're coming down to. Yeah. But it's hard, you know, good, good problems to have. Yeah, exactly. World Juniors, I think, did a lot for us. Yeah. Just, it, it brought the sports world, uh, it brought us some eyeballs, if it didn't already. People will turn out for pro sports. Yeah, and then you but, got you Sid, Sid and Drake coming here, Ottawa, Pitt, Pittsburgh. Is there a party Ottawa that's a little bit jealous? Jealous? Yeah, a little. Dude, yeah, come I'm on. Jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous. But I'm, I think we're going to Australia. So To play hockey? Yeah, we got two games, similar situation, but we're going to Melbourne, Australia. We're playing against LA. So. Stop. I'd love to come home too, though, obviously. But <laughs> are, you allowed, are you allowed to say that? Is that like news? No, that's 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 that public knowledge. Like a long time ago, I'm pretty sure. Okay, we're yeah over our head. Um, so yeah, gonna go go over there. Yeah, forget um, about the Metro Center. Well, I mean, that would be nice. That'd be unbelievable. Do you I think? Just, I just it would just be crazy trying to get tickets for everybody. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, um, but I, coming home and playing is like that's that would be unbelievable be so cool i wonder if sid there's rumors out there that like sid may, might have had something to do with it like he's coming to that maybe the end of his career and you wanted to get one more bang in because he had a preseason game at the very beginning against ottawa so there's always like oh maybe he just wanted a game i don't well, know if he has that power but he i should. just think you know you look at world juniors and how successful it was and stuff so it's like why not you know why not have a game here um people they love hockey here and um obviously everybody loves Cindy crosby and and Drake Batherson's another big name, right? So um, I think it's a perfect matchup. Perfect matchup, and it'll be a great great experience for both guys, and I'm, I'm happy for them. It'll be good. Um, how much time are we at right now? 46. 46? What's the uh, plan for the summer? How, how long are you here in Halifax for? So I'm here for another month, and then um, and then I head back, and I have a house now in, in Arizona. So Oh, nice. Um, got a good good little setup there and uh we have a lot of guys that stay and train there in the summertime and guys that come in early so um it's nice it's really nice like it's nice to be around the guys in the summertime and uh you know whether it's get out and golf or just kind of hang out it's uh it's fun so yeah me and the wife will head back and then uh train and kind of dial things in the last two months training out there must be nice just the environment, the weather, just a, a good old, uh, a good time. It seems like there's just so much to do afterwards. I feel it's, like it's hot right now. Yeah, so. but that's good. You shed it. You just, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you sweat it out. But um, yeah, it's it's you know it's 42 right now. Yeah, it's a too hot. It's pretty hot, but it's a little... it's dry heat. So it's I was well equivalent. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's equivalent to like it being 32 here, which is hot. Well, that was during the fires. There was a day where it was 32. That's, that's unbearable. Yeah. Um, but, For us, but it, being, but it being dry, it's way more, like, it's way more bearable than, um, you know, if it were to be humid or, or things like that. So it's it's not, I like, last summer was great. Uh, I didn't have any issues with the heat. It's just, you don't, like, me being pale, like, I, I just can't be out there too long. You know, it's just, I just turn red and it's just no good. Yeah, you don't have to preach to me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, uh, mornings are nice, evenings are nice. So it's, it's, yeah, it's great. Have you played at uh, the Waste Management Open Course? Have you pit that on that par three where the stands are all around it? Yes. No, no. I've played TPC. Um, TPC. Played TPC if, uh, maybe three times. Is it the real deal? Times. 
I mean, it's, I mean, it's the thing in Arizona is there's so many beautiful courses. Um, it's just, we, we, I've never, I played one time actually when it, when the stands were up, but I wasn't playing for Arizona. It was when I was with Washington, I believe. And there was still some stands up or they were building it or something, but that was like, that was nine or eight years ago. That was my first year pro. Um, when I played it for the first time and then I live, I live like maybe, uh, yeah, like five minutes from it. So it's like kind of just right around the corner, uh, just like across the, across the highway. I just drive across the highway and it's like right there. Um, and our practice facility is legit like two minutes from it. So that's where everybody parks. Like everybody parks, like you should Airbnb the house during the waste management (laughs) open, make some coin. I've I've (laughs) talked to my wife about it. And, uh, she's just, she just wasn't comfortable with people living in her house. And I don't think anybody like, you know, everybody's there and they're rowdy and it's just like, you just never know what's going to happen. But, uh, you don't need the extra money right now. You're good. Oh, well, I mean, it would be nice. It would be really nice. Cause like what, what they're honestly, what, what people are renting their houses out for there, it's insane. The money that they bring in during that time. Um, so the way that we've, um, like the reason we bought our house and everything was for it to eventually be an Airbnb or for it to be a rental property. So we've got it set up that way. So it's ready. Like if we ever uh, like go down that path with it. Um, but I just don't think she was comfortable yet having somebody in there, but uh, that's okay. I don't blame her. I'm coming there for uh plus she'd have to go, she'd have to go live with like other people for like a week. And it's just, it's just not ideal. Other for people. Well, like, our, like uh, our teammates' wives. Oh, uh, yeah. She'd have to go stay somewhere else. Like, where is she gonna? Where is she gonna live? You know? Because we were on the road, so we went to. I've gone two times now. I went both years, but the first year we went on day one, and then this year we were on the road for like the whole weekend. But we got to go for the practice round, so we went to the practice round, and that was awesome. It was actually really. It was actually for me. It was more enjoyable because it was way more laid back there was less people still a lot of people but there was less people and you could just see the players like just having a good time normally they're so dialed in and they're so focused but at this practice round you know you could tell they were like joking around a little bit and just having fun and and testing things out and and that was really cool to see um and then we usually hang out on like that that 16th hole which is obviously awesome uh, is that the par three the par three yeah. yeah so i got a story about that go so, for it so we were up there we had like uh, a suite and um it was like all the boys the wives and whatnot and then uh, one of the guys was like oh let's go like uh let's go check out like this hole let's go look at this hole for like a little bit so we're gonna we're gonna head to like i think it was like uh, 18 we're going to head to 18 or no, it was 17. Sorry. We're going to head to 17 and we're going to watch the, watch these guys, follow these guys on 17. So like, okay. So I'm walking out, walking out, walking out, walking out. All of a sudden the place erupts. Like somebody put, uh, I forget who it was, but it was a whole one. Uh, it was day one. I forget who it was. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And I was like, no way. Like, like I'm talking like we had just left, left the steps of the hole like gone through security, everything, and the place just went bananas. You missed it. And I missed it completely. Yeah. You could have chucked your beer on the grass. I know. I would have gone crazy. That would have been insane. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that was very disappointing. Well, you got this year. There'll be a hole in one next year, hopefully. Like this year coming up. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like the guys will always look at the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll always look at the schedule, and we're like, we're like, come on, like, don't put us at home that weekend, you know? It's like, God damn it, it's we're so, in Chicago. It's, it's so tough, right? Like, um, like we're playing three, four times a week, so it's the chances of us being able to go to it and really like enjoy it. It's tough, you know. Yeah. But, but our like friends and family and you know they all yeah yeah come, liam i'm sleeping say, over yeah, that yeah, week exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and our wives like our wives always end up going and they end up having a good time so it's it's good for them it's good for for you know arizona in general i'm it's, coming in march for a bachelor party mine you're yeah and you're yeah. going to te- we're, going we're gonna we're playing on waste go- management yeah well no well we don't know yet we're, we plan on just going to arizona yeah. scottsdale we're gonna look wait till the nhl schedule comes out to see yeah. if you guys are playing and uh and we're gonna go from there but we got essentially it's just gonna be like a, a sports trip we're gonna play some golf we want to watch like some college baseball or like hi, apparently high school baseball is big where you guys are so like we just want to do Base, some like baseball is big i mean random it, stuff well, it's just like we have all the spring spring training it's like one of those places too for spring training spring training is so much fun too i bet yeah it's a fun time to come it's so it's so cheap and it's so like it's just so it's fun it's awesome i we went to uh you know two or three spring training games and uh yeah they're they're awesome and you you get to see all these guys like i don't know i i just enjoy it um they're like they're just hanging out some of them and it's like it's cool it's just laid back it's very laid back um like the town's laid back like the people no, like just the spring training. The spring like when, training, when guys. Spring okay, training yeah. going on. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's that. Like Cardinals games are obviously a lot of fun. Football. Uh, Suns games, like they, they, they're in the city. So they're in Phoenix. Um, those games, like their arena is really, really nice. And those games are fun to go to as well. They'll be playing in March. Yeah. They'll be playing in March. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when spring training. St- I think spring training is more like of a, a May – I think it's yeah. May. April, yeah, we, April, yeah, April, May, yeah, April, 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 yeah. Essentially, we're just waiting for all these schedules to come out to book things. Same with, like, I got a, a wedding in January in Montreal. I, and, I, I highly recommend, te- like, uh, waste management. Like, I yeah. think you guys would have a blast. But it really? is it is a crazy time. Like, there's so many people in, in that's, that's Scottsdale, and yeah. there's so many, you know, it's it's definitely way more expensive. That's what we're worried about. It's probably about. more expensive to fly, and then it's more expensive to stay at these places. and So that's one thing, but it is a really cool experience. It's funny, like, we just wait till the schedules come out, then the economy moves. Like, we're not booking flights. We're not doing anything until schedules come out. You got to do the like, VPN thing. You just got to pretend you're from somewhere else, you know? The what? So it's cheaper. Like, yeah, like um uh, I don't know. Like whenever I book things from check, yeah, it's way cheaper. Like I booked a rental car for here for my month and it was like half the price of when I looked when I was in the US. Oh. Yeah. Or when I went like went on like uh, my credit card account and tried booking it through there. Like it was like half the price. I'm just learning this now. Yeah. Um, it's a real thing. Like things are just cheaper when you're like coming from different countries for some reason i mean okay well that's good to know for road trips like, this year it's like they know 
yeah. you know. Where you were from. <laughs> yeah. And you tried to get American Netflix back in the day. You'd have to yeah, the, the VPN. VPN. And then that would allow you to show up as an American subscriber, yeah. and then you get it now, right? That's yeah. security, basically. Hmm. Um, advice. The guy that's in the AHL that's ready to make a push to the NHL, but he might, you know, he's just not getting that opportunity. He's just not getting those looks. He's just... He's just knocking on the door, but he can't knock it down. What What's your advice to that guy? Like the call-ups, yeah. you mean? Well, no, just the guy that's looking to like stick around and get that two-year contract one way. I mean, you just – it's one of those things that I try to tell young guys. Like it's, it's coming in every day and being consistent. Like that's probably the hardest thing in pro hockey is there's a lot of good guys – there's a lot of guys that can show up for a game and, and score three goals, but – I think what teams look for are guys that are there on a consistent basis, like not just offensively, but defensively as well. Um, you know, if you're going to be a, a bottom six guy in the NHL, you got to be really good in your own end and you got to be really, really good at small plays. Um, you got to be really good at, um, you know, within the system. Um, so I just try to, you know, try to find, Try to find that the role. Like try to find the role, right, within that team. And then it's like, okay, well, what do I need to be good at within this role? Like what do I need to excel at? And then work on those things and excel at those things. You know, be be great at those things. Um, you know, obviously I'm not a great offensive player like some of the guys on my team. But what I excel at is, you know, I'm very reliable in my own end um, defensively. Obviously, I'll stick up for my teammates, you know, doesn't matter who. And I'm very physical. You know, I would say I'm one of the most physical guys in the NHL. Um, so it's like excel at, you know, what what you do best. And, you know, if there's some guys, you know, they're, they're pretty good at just about everything. But it's like you have to find – you know, those few things or that role within the NHL and you just have to be, you have to be really, really good at it, you know? So it's, it is tough. You know, sometimes guys kind of get pigeonholed in certain situations in the American league as, you know, like their whole life, they were a top six guy. And then all of a sudden the American league, you know, the team sees them as being a third line guy in the NHL. So they want them to learn how to kill penalties and they want them to, you know, be really good at that. They want them to be really physical and things like that it's just what 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 they want from you like give them that work on those things show them that you're working on those things Mm. um that's super important um and you got to kind of leave your ego at the door sometimes too because it's you know they're they're in they're in charge of you know the coach the coach what the coach wants from you you know, always try to have a good idea of what it is that he wants and what he expects from you and try to meet those expectations as much as possible. Well said. That's really good advice. It's different. It's not, that wasn't like cliche advice. That was like behind the door advice. That was like an actual answer. That was good. Well, it's because like, I think sometimes, you know, you see yourself as something in the NHL, but maybe the team, they need something else from you. And it's really important that I think, that you communicate with your coaches and you figure out, okay, what is it that they want from me? What is it that you want from me? Um, and then once that's figured out, usually it's pretty easy. It's like, Oh, 
okay, you go to the rink every day. It's like, oh, this is what they expect from me. And this is what's going to get me called up. Okay, well, I can do that, right? So I just think, you know, communicate with your coaches. Ask them, what is it that you guys want from me? What is it that I need to do to get that call up? You know, what is it that I need to do to be a full-time guy for you guys up, you know, up in the NHL? And, you know, um, you know, I, I struggled with that a little bit too, having those conversations. But I, I realized like once I started having those conversations with my coaches, it just got so much easier. You know, I knew what was expected of me, right? It's like, oh, here comes Liam. He wants to know what he needs to do now. It's like, you know, it's just that if as long as you're doing it, it's expected. It's yeah. okay. Here's Liam. Here's what he needs to do now. You can't do it all the time. Like you can't be going to the coach's office all the time. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> know. Hey, what do you what do you guys want from me today? Yeah, today's know? Wednesday. What do you want me to do? <laughs> but, but like when you go into those meetings, you know, ask them like, what is it? You, what's your expectations? What do you guys need from me? Whether it's with the the GM of the NHL team, whether it's with the head coach of the NHL team, the head coach of the AHL team, like what is it that you guys need from me? Mm. Um, and listen to them and what they tell you, you know, do those things, work on those things. Mm -hmm. It's a cool statement. You said, I'm one of the most physical guys in the NHL. That's a cool, that's cool. You're one of the most physical players in the NHL. You play hard. You finish your hits. Yeah. I take pride in that. You know, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people don't like that, which I love it. You know, you'll finish <laughs> your hit. You knock the guy over the bench. The, I was watching a highlight on YouTube this morning. I think he was from, uh, I don't know who it was from. It was right in between the boards though. And it just kind of ruffled some feathers and you stayed out the next shift and you were a playmaker. It's good stuff. Which one's that? I don't know. Do it was like the third video. I just typed in Liam O'Brien and you hit yeah. a guy over the boards. Not all the way, but like his feet went up yeah, yeah, into yeah. the boards. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's fun. If you YouTube Liam O'Brien, it's it's <laughs> years of work. It's, it's honestly, that's what you look at. It's just, it's years of work. It's just, there's it's cool to look at over the over the course of a lifetime that's what's great too about the nhl is the maybe you guys don't realize this but us as fans and maybe you'll realize it one day maybe you do now but just the behind the scenes footage the, all right all access arizona we're going to toronto and then we're going to detroit and then we're heading home like i love those videos just because all of us are we're all hockey nerds we love seeing what you guys do on a day-to-day -day basis and you know one day you'll be a 60 70 year old man and you'll be able to go back and look at that stuff i think that's the coolest thing ever right and i think some guys are are, are for that stuff and some guys are against it but like you said like when you're 40 years old, you get to go back and watch that. Like, how cool is that? And I get right? that. You might be annoyed. I get it. Camera every two seconds in your face, but. No, I just, I think it's getting a lot better. And I think that there's strides have been made, but I think it can still be a lot better. Like, I think we can show you guys more of, of, of what goes on. And, you know, I've always been, I've always said, like, it'd be really nice if, like, you look at F1. Like, look how popular F1 is now. That Netflix documentary, right? Do you see that? You know, like, how cool are those guys' lifestyles? I had no idea how cool it was to be an F1 driver, right? Now, why can't you do that in hockey, right? I mean, obviously, there's some things that you can't put in there and, and whatnot, but it, it's got to be the same for F1, you know? Um, but if you not just, cooler. You just, you just see how, like, competitive these guys are, see how driven they are, you see their routines, and it's it's really it's, – it's incredible. Um, so I think if they did the same thing in hockey, people would be like, especially in the U S like obviously Canada, you know, we love hockey, but I think in the U S you know, it's still, it's still growing. And I think it would show that side that people can relate to and, 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 you know, dude, we're the funny, not a little bias here, but hockey players are the funniest people in the world. We're, if none of us played hockey, some of us could be comedians. Like you got like boys. 
I just think guys are. <laughs> if you could put that stuff on camera, I just think guys get camera shy sometimes. Yeah, it, we do. Yeah, we, yeah. you know, a hundred percent. And um, you know, I think it's just because they're not used to having the camera around. But I think if you bring the cameras around more often, the more comfortable people are going to get, and the more comfortable with that they're going to get. So, I think it's just having them there all the time, but you almost like don't want to see them too at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't want Nate had a good point on that when he came on. He was like during the cup final, the the camera guys in the room 10 minute the first 10 minutes and then the last 10 minutes he leaves and like then that's when the guys speak. He's like they, everyone just kind of waits for the camera guy to leave cuz they don't want to be like the hero. Then they leave and then boom, okay, then they talk. It's like that that was the mentality of their team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just like that's that's the thing. Like nobody wants to be no, like looked at as like the guy who's like, oh, there's a guy in the room with the camera now. Like I'm gonna like yeah. step up. All right, up boys, let's do this. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Whereas, you know, if you couldn't see the camera, it'd be so much better because you just see everybody like or, organically, you know, doing their own thing and getting ready to go, which would be awesome. You know, um, when you like when you see like the locker room stuff before guys go out. Like how funny is like Ovi's whole thing and, 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 and in DC with, you know, ocean and Willie and all those guys, like people love that stuff. Right. So they got to show more of that stuff. Yeah. All in good. It's all in good time. It'll come. Yeah. Just a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, Liam, I want to thank you for coming on brother. I know you're busy. I know you want to see family and friends. So to come here, man, I really do appreciate it. Really do. No, I, thanks for having me on guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure of mine to uh, come home and jump on the, uh, high button podcast. Actually, uh, I, I can't high you, button sports podcast, the high buttons sports podcast, the stick. You brought us a stick. It's right. I think it's right there. Yeah. Right. There. You brought us that stick. Uh, the first time you ever came over and to this day, it's the only stick anyone's ever brought and signed for us. So we always leave that. And uh, it's just kind of a reminder of how good of a guy you are. You brought that, and I appreciate it. And we always brag about it. So I'll thank you for that right now on air. Awesome. Appreciate it. I'll get get you guys another one now. Well, I'm coming in March. I'll see you in March. Yeah. Well, you might be on the road, but hopefully you're there. Well, if I'm from around, just, you know, just send me a text. All right, I'll shoot you a message. I'll show you around. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. Everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. You guys are the best. Without you, this podcast goes nowhere. So appreciate it. Thank you. We're out. Peace.